Hello and welcome to Surveyor Says, the podcast from the National Society of Professional Surveyors. Today's episode is another Young Surveyors Network edition of Future Focus, our series centered on those young individuals who are making a difference in the surveying profession. Our guest today is Anna Rios, a licensed young surveyor from the great state of Texas. She recently sat down with NSPS to discuss how the evolution of her career began with a temp job as a receptionist for a surveying firm, all the way to her role as the main organizer for the 2019 Women's Survey Summit held in Austin, Texas. Anna shares what drives her passion for surveying, as well as her desire to see more mentoring of younger staff drawing from the experiences and knowledge base of seasoned veterans. Her enthusiasm for our profession is refreshing, so sit back and enjoy our next Future Focus here on Surveyor Says. Hello and welcome to another episode of Surveyor Says. This is another uh, episode in our Future Focus series. And our guest today is, uh, she's becoming quite well known within the industry, whether she likes it or not. this is Anna Rios. She's from Texas. Uh, if you had any inkling, had any, if you were living under a rock last year and didn't hear about the the Women's Survey Summit that was down in Austin, well, uh, climb out from under your rock because uh, that was a, a wonderful event that uh, Anna had probably, I won't say a big hand, I said probably the hands on all of that. So uh, welcome, Anna. And uh, so where where are we talking to you at today? Where Where are you based out of? I'm in Austin, Texas. My company is in Liberty Hill, which is just outside of Austin. You and feel free to give them a shout out to be able to. to I mean, all of the stuff okay. that they that they uh, uh, give you time and and uh, and support for. Please, uh, <laughs> you can shout out to them anytime you want. <laughs> all right. So um, the company that I currently work for is Land Design Services, and they've just really been very supportive of everything that I've done. Um, and everything that I plan to do. So one of the the greatest benefits that I have working for them is just the opportunity to do the things that I want to do. Well, and that's that's just it. Having a good support system, uh, besides a good spouse, uh, having a good work support system <laughs> helps as well. Uh, I, I've got to tell tell the listeners it's it, while we're doing this recording. Uh, her and her husband have put up a very cool background for me to to, to look at to be able to have this conversation that uh, with the old transit in the background that uh, basically it, I'm assuming that's dusk is what it looks like to me. Uh, really, really it's cool. Actually, it's actually um, probably around midnight um, and that's the oh, Milky Way in the background and okay. just the ambient light from the city nearby. There you go. Well, it's beautiful. It's really, really cool. It, make, it, it really sets the tone for a nice surveying conversation. So, uh, well, I guess we'll just start this out. You're a young woman in in surveying. How did you get to this point? Why surveying? Um, Surveying was never really on my radar when I was growing up. I didn't know anything about it. Um, But I didn't know what I wanted to do either with my life. And so after high school, I went to uh, Texas Tech University for a couple of years and I kept changing my major and decided I needed to take a break and stop wasting a bunch of money. Um, so then I moved to Austin. Very nice. So what, so what, I guess, what about serving that piqued your interest to even start looking at it? 
Well, once I moved to Austin, I started working for a temp agency and they basically um, would send you out to whatever company that needed some help that day. And so um, they sent me out to this survey company and it was the first job that I had for that temp company. And I went to do that, um, uh, answer the phones basically for a survey company in Austin. And it just happened to be uh, McGray and McGray Land Surveyors and Judy McGray, who's the RPLS there, she was the first registered um, female surveyor in the state of Texas. So that was very inspiring for me. Wow. And I got to learn a lot from her and while I was there. And that just kind of brewed my interest um, into surveying. And so I started taking classes at the community college and that's really how I got my foot in the door into surveying. Um, there was just so many different aspects to it. Um, there's history and research. Um, there's some field work, field aspect, outdoor aspect to it. Um, there was also the technological aspect to it that I really, really enjoyed. Um, so there's just so many different things to it. I knew that it was something that I would never really be bored doing. Sure. It was something that I was always going to be learning something. Um, currently, I'm an RPLS uh, project manager for land design. Um, Day-to-day, -day, I'm managing survey uh, technicians and field crew, um, pretty much the day-to-day -day project management. Um, we work on a lot of transportation projects. We work on a lot of land development projects, so a little bit of everything, um, and I really enjoy it. It's, it's so much fun. Um, every project is different. Every project has its own challenges, um, so, you know, surveying is just a, a neat neat uh, profession that every day is going to be different. Yes, and uh, well, uh, small disclosure, I lived in Texas for a short short time right at the beginning of my career, and uh, things are bigger in Texas. Things are a little different in Texas, so uh, you've got a, a great place there to, to, to try to hone your craft. Um, what uh, what do you think your career path? What are you looking forward to as far as 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 your career path and and looking to accomplish within your career? Um, it's kind of funny. I actually want to be a CMO, and CMO is Chief Motivation Officer. I just enjoy helping people and getting others to where they want to be. Um, so that's really what I enjoy doing. Uh, we do a lot of. Um, different mentorship type um, things at my company. We've got a study group going on. Um, I encourage all the guys to do what they want to do. And if they want to go on to get their surveyor and training um, certification, or if they want to go on to get registered, I really encourage them to do that. And I just enjoy helping, helping others in this profession because it's something that I've uh, gained so much from. Well, first off, I'm going to I'm going to plagiarize you with the CMO I'm going to, and credit you for all of that. I I love that term. That's awesome. Because I'll be honest. I don't know. I, go ahead. I don't know. I don't know if that's something that um, somebody else has come up with somewhere, but that's that's what I made up for it. So that might mean something else. But <laughs> no, no, that's the first time I've heard that those, that acronym, those that term, and that's fantastic because. Uh, I think back to I think the first time I met you was in Frisco, uh, fall of 2017. I think that was we were in Frisco for our NSPS fall meetings, and uh, uh, I'm pretty sure that's where I met you. That, that just it was one of those things that went, 
wow, this this is <laughs> not 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 just a young lady to watch for uh, you know a star of the future, just a a, a young surveyor that's going to be going to be a, a a motivational force. And uh, so yes, being a CMO is is a perfect title for you, and uh, seeing how much that you do uh, push and promote. So you talk about being, um, you know, um, uh, having mentors, being a mentor. Who's been one of your better mentors uh, in your career so far? Um, probably the best mentor that I had um, was Robert Barkham. He was a surveyor for a very small company um, called Arpenters Professional Surveying here in Austin. And I worked for him for a few years. Um, towards the end of my uh, journey with them, um, he got sick. And so that really took a toll on me on him, on the company. They ended up closing their doors. I held on until they closed the doors um, to help with whatever I could along the way. Um, and around that same time was when the economy really just tanked. Um, sure. So there weren't any other survey jobs out there once we closed mm -hmm. the doors. So that was a kind of a, a difficult um, part of my, my journey in the profession. But he helped me in so many ways. He helped me along um, my path to get my surveyor in training. Um, there's a lot of things that I still remember, things that he said. He always said that um, to be a good surveyor, you had to be two things. You had to be a problem solver and a decision maker. Um, and that's absolutely true. In order to be a good surveyor, you need to be a problem solver and a decision maker. Absolutely. And so there's a lot of things that there's a lot of things that he said that I still remember. Well, that's good. So, I mean, you would I guess you would say it was if, by having that good of a mentor. It's very important to have a mentor. Um, and I guess what what attributes did, did he provide you that you try to push into yourself to be a good mentor? What what are good aspects of a mentor? Um, really, just somebody willing to share their knowledge, um, to take that time to share their knowledge. Um, we really need to have a a, a very strong intent as we move forward in our careers to pass that knowledge down to the younger generations, because without that, there becomes this gap of knowledge and we kind of are in that situation right now. We've got an older generation that's looking towards retirement and we've got a younger generation that's thirsty for knowledge and we need to be able to find very good ways to pass that information down from generation to generation, because that's very important for the profession. Well, and you you mentioned uh, the the downturn in the economy ten plus years ago, uh, and so you were around to see part of that and see the really the profession shrink a little bit. Uh, how do you think we need to move forward as far as mentoring with a smaller workforce and a and a different technological workforce? We've seen a lot of one man crews and a lot of people are sent out with highly sophisticated equipment. Uh, but yet they really don't have the knowledge base. Uh, any thoughts on how we can we can help promote mentorship in an age of technology? Well, for one, the, I know the one-man crew is a good thing for a lot of companies, and it's very efficient, and a lot of surveyors do better working on their own, but then that information is not passed down. And at our company, we do at least two-man crews or sometimes three-man crews, but our two-man crews that gives them an opportunity to train those other individuals that are coming up into the profession. And I think that's very important, not just for the training aspect of it, but also safety. You know, there's there's anything that 
might happen out in the field, get bit by a rattlesnake or you know, some somebody has a heart attack or who knows what can happen. And if you're the only one out there, especially if you're in a rural area and you have yes. limited cell phone access, you're really in trouble. And so, you know, I think as far as um, moving forward with the technology, I think it's still important when when possible to have two man crews out there just to share that knowledge. And also you can do training sessions at your company um, periodically, weekly or monthly or whatever might work best for your company. But those types of things I think are very important to continue to hone in our skills and to train new people. Very good. No, I'm completely there with you. I'm I'm not a big fan of the one man. There are times when it, it does make economic sense, but um, you hit on something right there for me is, is the safety. Uh, First and foremost, yes, I think we still need the training stuff, but uh, the safety for, and, and the safety here is obviously a lot different than the safety, you know, here I'm thinking about falling in a hole, doing whatever. Yeah, you're right. Uh, down there, it's the heat, it's the snakes, it's a few other things. So a lot of other stuff to mess with. Uh, I'm going to switch gears. Absolutely. Just a, I'm just going to switch gears here just a little bit and talk about uh, your involvement with the organizations, uh, more specifically uh, the Texas Society of Professional Surveyors, TSPS. Uh, you've been very involved in NSPS with the Young Surveyors Network. How did that relationship come come about, and how did you get in, get uh, introduced to being part of the, those uh, those associations? So Texas Society of Professional Surveyors, I got into that because my company paid for my membership. So I think it's important for companies to. Um, give to the younger generation that opportunity for leadership. Um, so by by paying for my membership, I was able to um, be, become involved. The first thing that happened as soon as I joined um, was I got nominated for the secretary treasurer role for my local chapter. And I am now the chapter president, but I spent five years as the secretary treasurer and I enjoyed every minute of it. Um, it was a lot of fun, a lot of hard work. I got to meet a lot of people. Um, it really helped me grow um, as an individual and professionally because I was able to reach out to um, other connections that are in the industry. Yeah, and I think that's part of what's missed uh, with the younger generations now with, with belonging to associations. It, it, it is the professional networking. It's not just, yeah, where can I get a job, whatever. It is being able to, to compare notes with uh, your fellow professionals. So kudos to you for jumping in right away at the at the chapter level. Uh, how involved are you, are you at the, the state level now? So at the state level, I'm currently a director. Um, this is my last year as the director. We have three-year terms. Um, I'm also the co-chair for the Public Relations Committee. And I've served on several other committees in the past, and I really enjoy the state level um, part of the society. It's just, it gives you another level of opportunity to meet people and to gain those connections and relationships across the state. Uh, my company does a lot of work across the state. So for me to be able to call somebody up in the Dallas area or in South Texas or in the Houston area, yep. I have those connections and it just makes it, uh, that much easier for me to do a good job for my clients. Very good. Uh, aspirations to be go beyond the directorship? Oh, I don't know. Um, I've got a lot of uh, a lot of things that I'm sure we'll talk about here in a minute um, that I've got going on. So 
I, I'm sure there's lots of people that have plans for me um, higher up in the state organization, but uh, I also have the women's group that I'm really excited about. Um, we just started a new foundation called the uh, Future Surveyors Foundation, which will help with the Women's Summit in the future. Nice. And um, other events to help promote the profession, um, whether it be for um, some other minority that's not ne necessarily um, thought of or recognized in our profession, just because of the limited numbers. It doesn't mean that they're not valued or needed. I think there's a lot of other um, aspects to our society that we can really gain more workforce. And I think that's a real need right now is to gain more workforce. And where do we find those people? Well, there's a lot of women out there that probably have never thought of surveying, partly because they've never seen a woman surveyor, or maybe they just have never heard of surveying because both of those things are true in a lot of cases. Um, so that's something that if we can create more visibility in the different um, backgrounds uh, for different individuals, then somebody might see that on a commercial or see somebody speak about the profession and they're like, oh, wow, I didn't know that surveying was a thing. Maybe I should check that out. And that's one way that we can help build up our workforce. I think there's a lot of people out there that just don't know about surveying. And I know that with technology, our numbers that we actually probably need to do the work might be less, but that doesn't mean that we still need workforce because the demand is really, really high right now. I think across the country, I know for sure in Texas, yeah, it's definitely across the country. Actually, it's more it's it's more worldwide than we even even think about uh, beyond our borders. Um, just some of my connections now, uh, Europe and such. Europe and Australia is yeah, we're we're all in the same boat. Um, uh, that's great. We need surveyors worldwide, but that still doesn't help needing surveyors in Texas and Illinois and every place else. So. Um, Yes, that's a perfect segue into, well, your work through the NSPS Young Surveyors Network. It really led to the, uh, the concept and the, the execution of the, the Women's Survey Summit. Uh, tell us a little bit about how last year in Austin came together and how it's going to move forward uh, for the, the next summit this, this later this summer. So the Women's Surveyor Summit is something that I had always kind of really wanted to do, but didn't really know where to start. Um, and I was even more inspired after going to the NSPS Young Surveyors meeting in Minnesota, whenever there was a group of women there that after their annual meeting, they go and spend the weekend at a cabin together. And I just thought, wow, that's really incredible. And they were so warm and so welcoming and they're like, you should even come with us. And if I had not had a plane ticket back to Austin, I probably would have um, gone and hung out with them all weekend because I just thought, wow, what a way to connect with other people that are going through maybe some of the same things that you're going through or seeing some of the difficulties or um, they're typically the one person in the room full of surveyors that, that is female. And there's not anything that we have necessarily it's not a men versus women thing it's just different and um i think it's important to understand that all people are different whether it's men or women or whatever race or background you might have we're all different and we all have different needs and so it was just a very inspiring um thing to feel that connection between those women there and so briefly or well 
not long after that, um, the Texas Society of Professional Surveyors decided to do a women's edition of their publication, The Texas Surveyor. The president-elect at the time, Tricia Lund, who is now our current president, she encouraged me to maybe think about doing the Women's uh, Summit this year. And that was because um, we were going through this process of the women's issue, and she knew it was something that I had kind of been talking about doing for a while. And so we thought, well, maybe this is the year. Um, so she really encouraged uh, this whole thing to happen. We kind of pulled together and used our resources through TSPS to get it done. Um, they were so supportive. Um, the uh, executive director for TSPS, DJ Kyle, she just really helped me get that all set up. Brenda Knoll, who is our education coordinator, she really helped with getting the CEU aspect um, set up and also the registrations. Um, Angela Navarro, who's our marketing coordinator and web person. She just is incredible and helped us um, with all aspects of the online um, things that we needed to do and part of the publication as well. Um, so we had a whole lot of people that were helping out and the society in general, every time that I um, talked to anybody there, they were all very, very supportive. Um, so it's just exciting to get that support and that feedback from the people that attended it. So we had over 65 individuals sign up for it. We had about 65 show up. Um, so we had a few cancellations, but because of the few cancellations, we were able to add on more people. We had a wait list going on and it, some of those were local. Um, so we were able to get as many people there as we could. Part of the reason we limited that number was space issues and it was the first one. We didn't know how many people to expect to show up to Austin, Texas for a women's summit. So it was just a, a really neat thing. We had people from Virginia, which is where our next one will be. We had Minnesota, we had uh, Washington State, we had people from all over the country. And it was just really, um, just the atmosphere. I don't, don't even know how you can describe the atmosphere there. Um, it was just everybody kind of coming together. Um, and it, it, we can share stories and share ideas and ways that we can better communicate with our counterparts and things that, that are important to the surveying profession in general, not just you know for women, but for all of us. Okay, so uh, yeah, say one time, sometimes it's, you know, be careful what you wish for and you had fantastic <laughs> results, which was, you know, seeing the pictures and uh, hearing, hearing some of the stories out of it, uh, the uh, NSPS, President Lisa Van Horn was able to visit, and uh, I tell you what, she was she just lit up like a Christmas tree talking about her experiences down there, and and how wonderful it was to be in that atmosphere, and how positive it was all the way through. So, kudos to you guys for putting that on. Uh, yes, big shout out to TSPS and and uh, DJ Kyle for giving you all that support. So, all the success there. When's the next one? Which uh, place, time, and place? set yet? So the next one really hasn't even been announced yet. Um, this will be kind of the big release of it. Um, we are going to have that August, the weekend of August 22nd, so the 20th through the 22nd, um, in Virginia. It'll be in Richmond, Virginia. So we haven't, it's still 
tentative, but we're we're pretty safe saying that it's going to be August 22nd at this point. Nice. We're still working on all the arrangements and getting the hotel situated and speakers and all that other fun stuff that goes along with it. I have a great group of women in Virginia. There were six of them that attended the Texas uh, conference. And so we have just a, a good group of people that are working on that um, with the Future Surveyors Foundation. That was something that I created in order to help with that process because one of the things that I realized quickly once we decided that this was going to be held in other states was how are we going to handle the sponsorships? How are we going to handle paying for this? Um, so the Future Surveyors Foundation is a nonprofit to help uh, events such as this um, to create visibility for the profession. And this particular event in Virginia is just the start of something really big. I mean, Austin started started that off, but now we've got the Future Surveyors Foundation also in place um, in order to have other events similar to the Women's Survey, um, the Women's Surveyor Summit. So that's something that's really exciting for me to see happen. And you said, be careful what you wish for. I never in my wildest dreams would have thought that this was would have taken off like it has. And we have over 10 different states interested in the next 10 years. And so we have it really lined out already to just continue across the country. And part of the Future Surveyors Foundation was to create that uh, stability from state to state so that we can have um, some funding that we can put into an account that we can pay for all of that. And we're not having to try to figure out, okay, we went through Texas's accounting this year and um, now we're going through Virginia's accounting system and their financials, you know, for 2020. And then we're going to go through Washington State in 2021 right. and Pennsylvania in 2022. And how do we work through all that, that financial um, transfer each year? And so the Future Surveyors Foundation was just something we had to go ahead and create. And um, I'm super excited to see where that takes us. Maybe we're doing some other type of survey conference in the next year or two. Um, if there's another particular group of people or um, need that arises to help promote the profession and create that visibility. So all of your your work with uh, TSPS and uh, Young Surveyors and into the Women's Survey Summit, now the Future Surveyors Foundation, where do you see the future of surveying going? Where's the pro How is the profession moving into the next realm? I, in the next really five to 10 years, I just can't even imagine the changes that we're going to be seeing. Um, it's really an exciting time to be in surveying, seeing the, the change in technology and how rapid it is. Um, I really think the sky's the limit with what we can do. I think LIDAR is going to be used for just about everything. You're probably going to have a drone on every vehicle. Um, I think that those are tools that we're going to use on a regular basis. And um, I, I think we'll probably see some virtual reality type things going on. Um, I think engineering plans are going to be more 3D in the future. Um, and I think that we will be providing a product that's more of a, a 3D model than necessarily your typical contours and um, those type of things. I think it's really going to be a dramatic shift in the type of product that we're providing, whether it's to the, to the engineers um, or to the developers or to 
the regular homeowner that just needs a title survey. I think there's gonna be some changes to all of that. Um, I think boundary is really important and I don't want it to get lost in all of that new exciting uh, technology that we use for so many other things with the engineering design surveying. Um, I don't really know. I think there's going to be kind of more of a, um, a niche for those those boundary surveyors. I think it's important to keep that in mind and have that in your pocket because there's going to be a time where more and more people continue to do the design survey side and less people do the boundary, but boundary is still very, very important. And you know, it goes with the value of our land and what we use our land for. So I, I think that even with the new advances in, in technology, that history of the profession and boundary construction and boundary reconstruction, I think that's all very, very important for us to hang on to. Uh, and I think there'll be a very small number of people that hang on to that. So I think their value is going to continue to increase as, as the serving profession um, continues to change. So needless to say, you think our outlook is not to, I'll know this is going to date me if I say this, that uh, uh, future so bright, got to wear shades. Um, that's, and that to me, that's the way the surveying profession looks. I think we've got a good, uh, a good future ahead of us. Um, and I, I, yeah, I agree with everything you said about technology. It's going to become so much more geospatial that you're right. We do not want to overlook the boundary aspect of it. And that's going to become a little bit of a specialization, I'm afraid to say, but, uh, especially carrying cell phones and all the other data collection opportunities. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a geospatial uh, craziness out there, but uh, um, all right. So you're at this point in your career. What advice do you give to, uh, to your former self and to up and comers into the, in the profession? To my former self, I would say to get involved earlier. Uh, I didn't get involved with TSPS until really the last six years or so. Um, and I wish that I had gotten involved early in my career. Um, when I was at the community college here, Austin Community College, which has a really uh, good survey program, I actually teach the legal principal classes at ACC. Nice. Um, and it's it's one night a week, so it's, it's just a... Um, it's a really good opportunity for me to give back, but I started in that program and that's where um, I grew um, in my knowledge of the profession um, while I was working for the survey company that I worked for at that time. And um, we, that program was really in trouble whenever I started there. Um, my very first class, I'll never forget the instructor standing up there and telling me that I'm um, telling the whole class that he didn't know if that program was going to still be there after that semester. Sure. And I thought, I finally decided what I want to do with my <laughs> life. Are you going to tell me this program's not going to be no. here anymore? <laughs> so that was unacceptable to me and, um, and to some of my other the classmates that were in my class. And we um, kind of bonded together and formed the land surveying student organization at that time, which was... It, short-lived it was around for probably three years 
Um, but it was long enough for most of us to get through that program. So it worked for that. Um, the program is still in existence. Um, and we still That's we great. have a really, really good group of instructors right now. Um, a very supportive department chair. Our dean is on board with helping us with whatever we need. Um, so it's been really just a, a reemergence of that program um, in the last few years, and especially seeing the need and the changes and uh, the demand for surveyors right now. So at that time, when we were starting the land surveying student organization, um, I had to go to a couple of TSPS meetings to try to get them on board with that. And they were very supportive of that of us at that time. And I wish at that time that I would have gotten more involved with TSPS because I think it would have changed my entire uh, career. I would have gotten to, to where I'm at probably a whole lot quicker um, had I been involved at that time sure. and was able to grow in the profession with those connections and with that support of other surveyors across the state, it would have probably made a, a dramatic difference in my life. And I don't know where I would have been at this point um, in my career, but um, I, I had a, a long journey and, and it took me a long time to get to where I wanted to be. And right now I'm in a good place. I'm very happy with the company that I'm at, the role that I'm in the different opportunities that I've been given to um, move move through the profession and help others that um, may not even know about surveying yet to find their space in this profession. Um, so I would say for my, my advice for the, my younger self and for the others that are just now getting into the profession is to get involved and you will grow and you will learn so much and your connections that you will build and maintain will help you throughout your career at every company that you work for um, your client development it will help so much if you just get involved early on um, just by joining an organization doesn't mean you're going to get those benefits you really have to get active and the more that you give the more that you give back and i can tell you that from a personal standpoint, the more that I give, the more I get back and I just keep doing it because I love it so much and I love helping others and being a part of this really wonderful profession. Well, that's very sage <laughs> advice from, uh, from a young lady that's, uh, like you said, traveled a little longer road than you really thought you probably could have looking back in retrospect, but I'm guessing you wouldn't go back and change much though, would you? I mean, it's all no. good experiences. So no, absolutely not. There's very few things that I would change in my career path. Um, everything that I've done in my life has gotten me to where I am right now, and I'm very happy with where I'm at. Well, uh, you've put together quite the uh, impressive resume of your accomplishments so far, and uh, I say that because I'm going to make a prediction right here, right now, that we're going to see a lot more of Ana Rios uh, in, in the future, if not just in Texas, uh, nation, nationally, internationally. I think we're going to see, as long as we don't burn her out, um, it's great <laughs> to see the young energy and paying it forward at such a young age. Um, that's part of what this profession can give back. And I think, unfortunately, I think we've lost a little bit of that, that we're now finally realizing that, yep, you know what? The profession does have to help itself and uh, you're leading by a great example. So thank you for being on today and uh, thank your husband for setting all this up in that wonderful background. 
and uh, look forward to seeing more and more of, of you at, like I said, all over the country. So uh, uh, any last words, any last shout outs to the, to the good people in uh, the great state of Texas? Um, God bless Texas. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I'm um, really happy with, uh, with all the support that I've had. Um, I can't say enough about the people in Texas and really across the country that have offered up their support, um, in anything that, that I've tried to do. So just the surveying profession, really, I would like to give a shout out to not just Texas, but across the country. They're all good people. Um, there's very few surveyors that I've ever met that I thought, hmm, not really sure how I feel about that person. Most of them are wonderful people. Um, so I just, you know, thank everybody that's out there and, and excited to see what the future holds for our profession. Yep. Well, you and me both. So, well, once again, Anna, thank you for being on. Thank you for taking the time to share your story and uh, share your inspiration. Uh, not just to the serving community, especially to the to the young women out there that, like you said, that don't realize what surveying has to offer, and uh, it is a fantastic career for a bunch of a bunch of young people that uh, we just have to get out there in front of them. So, uh, with that, I appreciate you being here, and uh, we will talk again soon. All right, thank you so much. You've been listening to Future Focus and our interview with Anna Rios here on the Surveyor Says podcast. She is wise beyond her years, and we look forward to seeing and hearing more from her and of the Women's Survey Summit, as well as the Future Surveyors Foundation. Stay tuned for more conversations with young surveyors from across the nation, sharing their stories and see how the future of surveying is going to progress. We also have several episodes discussing surveyors and safety precautions, as well as training aids for technicians of all levels. So, Remember to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, as well as our podcast host, Podbean. And watch our website, nsps.us.com, for information on future episodes. And remember, it's a great day to be a surveyor. Surveyor.